are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Tuesday, game day for your New Orleans Pelicans in the Smoothie King Center as they take on the Brooklyn Nets. We'll preview that game in the third segment of today's show, but I want to dive into the three-point shooting. It's been a problem, especially over the past month for New Orleans, but not been great all season long, yet they've still had a good offense. So is it really that big of a deal? The answer is yes and no, and it becomes particularly apparent late in games where they tend to struggle a little bit to why the three-point shooting is a bit of an issue. So I want to dive into the numbers and explain exactly what's going on and why, yes, the Pelicans do need more three-point shooting when it comes to this team and this roster. I'm also, yes, going to touch on the Zion and the Knicks stuff. We'll, We'll kick off the show with that here coming up in just a minute. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app. Join me tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, so let's touch on the Zion stuff really quickly because I I just don't want to spend time on this. There's nothing interesting, and frankly, there's nothing here to all of this. Yes, Zion said some stuff about playing in Madison Square Garden, though he didn't really mention the Knicks. And okay, so what? Even if he wants to play there, doesn't matter. He's under team control for two more years. So the earliest that he could potentially get there is three seasons from now. The Pelicans aren't going to trade him in the meantime, and they certainly aren't going to trade him there because they don't have anything that they could put together for an offer for him that would make the Pelicans move him. If he wants to play that game and get there, he can do it in two seasons. But there's no historical precedent for that whatsoever. It would be a big risk for him. And while I'm not going to rule it out, and I do think there's things coming in the CBA and kind of the changing landscape of the league that maybe make him the most likely guy to take that qualifying offer and, and risk all of that stuff... I don't know if there's really any reason to believe that it's going to happen. So it's likely the Pelicans control him for seven total years. And then in 2027 is when he's looking at being an unrestricted free agent. And we need to have this conversation then. But even on the accelerated timeline of maybe he takes the qualifying offer, becomes an unrestricted free agent after his fifth year in the league, that's three years from now. We can talk about this when we get there, if that ends up happening. But I don't feel like borrowing problems from the future with this because it doesn't matter. And there's way more interesting things to talk about with this team. So people, you guys too, need to stop giving this air and oxygen because you can just ignore it. If it bothers you and then you say it makes you not want to watch the league, don't listen to this stuff. There's the old joke, right? Of guy goes to the doctor and goes, doctor, it hurts when I do this. The doctor says, stop doing that. It's really kind of that simple when it comes to this stuff. I didn't watch the jump today. Didn't need to. Listen to something else basketball related instead. A podcast that I liked that I think has really good insight and just spent my time doing that. And I don't need to worry about this. Try it. I promise you, you guys will feel a little bit better if you just ignore some of this stuff. But anyway, I want to talk about the three-point shooting for with the Pelicans because this is something that... Again, this comes down to like social media stuff and something I mentioned yesterday. show. We got to stop trying to reduce it to like this or that, black or white. This is the biggest problem, so we can't talk about other stuff. Or the offense has been good, so the three-point shooting isn't a problem. No, the three-point shooting is a problem for the Pelicans. This past month of April, this whole month so far, they have been shooting 29% from three. 
They haven't shot above 35, uh, they, sorry, they haven't shot above 31.6%, rounded up called 32% since April 4th. That is the only time, uh, they have two games this, this month that they've shot above 40%. The shooting is terrible for the team right now. And yes, they still have a top offense and they've had a pretty good offense throughout the entirety of the season. They currently rank ninth at th- uh, with an offensive rating of 113.8. And remember that number, an offensive rating of 113.8. So their offensive rating has been overall pretty good, right? But the problem is, even with the lack of shooting, while on a large enough sample size on a large enough scale like this, it does end up biting New Orleans. So when you look at their three-point shooting overall, it's really starting to hurt them even if they do end up having a good offense. Let me pull up the numbers here. I just lost it with what I wanted. Um, but their ranks right now in terms of three-point shooting in the, on the season are they're 26 in percentage at 34.7% from deep, and they're taking 30.7 attempts per game. That's 25th in the league. So then they're bottom five in both of those, both volume and shooting percentage. That's a bad mix. And Zion is so good offensively that it's still propelling them to a top 10 offensive rating. This is a Zion thing, not a rest of the team thing of why the offensive rating is so good. But it's masking some of the big problems that come up because of the lack of three-point shooting. And in particular, you're seeing the lack of that and the impact of that in clutch situations. The Pelicans have had a bunch of these recently, right? They went to overtime against the Wizards and the Knicks. And the lack of three-point shooting in both of those games really reared its head in negative, negative ways in those blown fourth quarter leads and overtime for New Orleans. And you could argue we're probably the leading cause of it. And that's why they ended up not winning either or both of those games because of the lack of three-point shooting and what it does to this offense. And that's what I want to get into in the next segment here coming up on Locked On Pelicans. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I host rooms every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central once a week. Yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every single day. And I've played some of the clips. I did it last week on the show here. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations around the NBA where you can find fans just like yourself for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, the biggest news and reactions. And you have a chance to chance uh, to chat with me and might even be featured on the Locked On Pelicans podcast through our locker room conversations. So join me tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central. We do this every Wednesday, unless there's a game at 6 p.m. Central. So go download the free locker room app currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Nola Jake to be notified when my room goes live. We're going to have a lot of fun talking all things Pelicans related in there. See you there tomorrow at 6 p.m. Central. Locker room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everyone and always reliably low. You don't need to endure pointless conversations or intimidating questioning as your car an LX or an EX while the counterman orders whatever parts it is that they have and charges you whatever they're going to charge you, and you're stuck in there because you're kind of a captive audience, and they overcharge you. You don't need to do that. You don't need to overpay for car and truck parts. Rock Auto 
rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Literally everything you could need in their catalog is just unique and easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand, specifications, and prices. Yes, prices you prefer because best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Do not spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. The Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. Stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. So to recap a couple of things from the last segment, because it kind of frames a lot of what we're going to talk about here. The Pelicans have a top 10 offense. They're also bottom five in terms of three-point shooting percentage and attempts so far this season. It means that the three-point shooting isn't completely tanking them throughout games. Zion is that much of a monster and is kind of carrying this all of himself, but it shows you that the rest of the supporting cast is really not there. And it isn't a ton of, uh, it isn't a huge issue when you look at it by the numbers, right? Well, they still have a top 10 offense. Three-point shooting can't be that big of a deal. Yes, yes, it can. All of these things can be true all at once and nothing is mutually exclusive. We need to kind of separate from that because, and I'm going to, well, I'm just going to explain why. So keep that in mind. Yes, you can have a top 10 offense and be a bad three-point shooting team, but the three-point shooting can still be an issue because you've seen it, especially recently. How are teams defending Zion? How did the Knicks defend Zion at home in the Smoothie King Center? Three, four dudes on him. And if you do it right and you time it right, it can throw him off. He still scored 25 points in that game, but watching him didn't look that great, right? Even the Wizards did it. With Daniel Gafford especially anchoring them down low, protecting the rim and throwing other guys at him, which forced him into seven turnovers in that game. It can derail your offense. So while looking at it through a large enough sample size, you might be inclined to say like, no, it's not a big deal. It absolutely still can be a big deal. The Pelicans, as I told you, have an offensive rating of 113.8, ninth best in the league. But what happens in crunch time? How does this change? And this is where the three-point shooting or lack thereof really becomes a big problem for New Orleans. A 113.8 offensive rating in overall, but in clutch situations, so the game within five points, final five minutes of the game either way, their offensive rating is 105.8. That's a drop of eight points per 100 possessions. That's significantly bad. Significantly bad. Their offense completely falls apart in clutch time. So why is that? Well, it's because they don't have three-point shooting and teams are just really focusing in on Zion and to a lesser extent, Brandon Ingram. Ingram is relegated to kind of a spot-up shooting role and he's been more of a jump shooter this year. And I overall don't think that that's a big problem, but when you need a bucket in clutch situations, he's not really able to give that to you unless it's a three-point shot because the paint is clogged. Over the course of a game, possessions like that happen, it's no big deal, but in clutch situations where every possession matters, it is a big deal. And that's part of why you're seeing the New Orleans Pelicans offense basically go to crap, go to shit in late game situations while they get outscored, while they go on scoring droughts because of the lack of spacing and the lack of good quality three-point shooters that teams are willing to respect. And you see it show up in the offensive rating there. The Pelicans score in the regular 
see like in in just overall this season 65.2% of their points are two point shots they score 47% of all of their points in the paint in clutch situations that number significantly changes the points in the paint for new orleans in clutch situations is 36.6% that's about that's 17th in the league in clutch situations that's not what this team should be doing they're third overall and it drops to bottom half of the league because teams are taking away the rim and it's making it so that Zion has trouble scoring and it's making it so that B.I. is a spot-up shooter, which again can be fine, right? If you're a good three-point shooting team, but that's not what this team is. And when you look at their three-point shots, so percentage of shots that are three-pointers for New Orleans in the during the whole game, 27.9, so call it 28%. In clutch situations, the percentage of all of their points that are three-point shots is 21.7. That's a drop. But here's the thing. They get 32.7% of their shots are three-point shots in clutch situations. And in non-clutch situations, it's 34.8%. So they're shooting basically about the same amount of threes, but scoring it much, much worse. That's not going to win you very many games at all. That's really, really bad when you look at it. And that's why the three-point shooting is a big deal. Because teams know that the three-point shooters New Orleans has out there on the court, particularly when the game's coming down to it, you just ignore those guys. You ignore them entirely. And you focus all of your effort on stopping Zion and stopping Brandon Ingram. And New Orleans and their offense is going to basically completely fall apart during a stretch like that. And that's what you're seeing from this team this year. And it makes sense. Like, this checks out, right? The offensive rating of 105.8, if you did it during the whole regular season, would be in like the whole game, would be 28th. That's how bad it gets in clutch situations for New Orleans because of the lack of shooting. So yes, they still have a top 10 offense. That's great, even with the bad shooting that they've had kind of all year. And they've been below average all year, but even though it's particularly bad the past month, but it does show up in clutch situations when you're trying to win a game against some of the not great teams, right? The Wizards aren't great. The Kings aren't great. The Knicks are good enough. And they're falling apart offensively because of the lack of three-point shooting and what it provides and what it can do for guys like Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. And that, I think, is a big deal. Zion, in terms of this, scores 74%, uh, 74.7% of his points in the paint uh, throughout the whole year and throughout the whole game. That drops to 64.1% in clutch situations. He's getting to the line a little bit more, but he's not getting to the line a ton. There's just no space for him to operate and score. So yes, three-point shooting is a problem. Now, this also comes down to, you know, Eric Bledsoe is not playing well, right? Steven Adams isn't a scorer, but is still doing things out there that you kind of need someone to do that you don't get from other people too. So there's more factors into it this. But yeah, the three-point shooting is definitely a problem. And it might be fine during some of the game overall because you're playing on a bigger bigger sample size. But when it comes to clutch situations when it's like a per-possession basis and that's almost how you have to look at it, this team's offense falls apart. And it is because of the lack of three-point shooting. 
So we'll get into tonight's game and what we want to see or don't want to see against the Brooklyn Nets. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. And BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you make your first deposit when using promo code locked on. They're giving you free money just for signing up and making a deposit to go bet on things that you want to bet on anyway. Take advantage of this. It's like you've already won a bet. You just can't say no to free money. So use the promo code locked on over at betonline.ag, betonline, your online sportsbook experts. Today through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason Lockin, Forna, Brian Baldinger, our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, wrapping up today's show, the Pelicans take on the Brooklyn Nets in the Smoothie King Center. It is a game day, and this game is going to be interesting. I've got a, a lot like a lot I want to see in this one, and it really more falls on Coach Stan Van Gundy than it comes to anything out there on the court. After the complete meltdown and disaster, and that's really the only way you can put it, against the New York Knicks, does he make changes? Is there accountability for not paying attention for blown defensive assignments? Is this when he's finally going to make some changes? And we're talking Eric Bledsoe, right? He's giving you so little out there on the court. And he gave you 10 minutes of action of like quality play in that game against the New York Knicks in the third quarter. and was a big part of the reason New Orleans started to come back in that one. But he didn't play good defense against Russell Westbrook in the other game, even though Stan Van Gundy said, and we looked at the numbers on that. So overall, this is the time where you've got to make some changes. Otherwise, it's going to be the same old, same old. Blown defensive assignments, not really trying, not getting back, not matching up, all of that stuff. So rather than wait to see what's going to happen on the court, I'm going to be really curious about the Pelicans' starting lineup. And does Najee Marshall get put in there and maybe Brandon Ingram move to the two? Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Najee Marshall, Zion Williamson, and Steven Adams. Or is it just going to be the usual? And it might be. I don't know. I'm going to be really, really curious to see because something's got to change if the Pelicans want to get back into trying to fight for the 10th spot. Otherwise, they're going to keep losing ground like they're doing right now on a three-game losing streak. And frankly, with what we've seen, it's time to make some changes. And I think fans are ready for some changes as well. And look, you might lose this game. The Brooklyn Nets are a better team, and they're going to be without Kevin Durant. They're going to be without a couple of other guys, too. There's no James Harden in this one either. Claxton is out for them, I think, as well. They're still a better team, and you still have to deal with Kyrie Irving. And they recently just lost a game, two to the Miami Heat right at the end, a game winner for Bam out of bio. But you just want to see this team not be lost, not be confused. It's one thing to get outplayed because you're not as good as the other team, but you can't keep doing these small mental things. Well, they're, they're large mental things, I think, right? You've got to just play good basketball, even if you ultimately lose because they're a better team. I'm not going to have a big deal, make a big deal about it or be upset if New Orleans loses this game, depending on how 
they go about losing this game. For New Orleans, of course, no Josh Hart, no Nikhil Alexander-Walker, and James Johnson is listed as doubtful for this one with an abductor strain. Look, they, they could potentially win, especially if Zion has a big game. If they're hitting three-point shots and it spaces things out a little bit more for Zion, there's no one down low that can really handle him for the Brooklyn Nets. So you're going to need that. And you're going to need that quality offensive game. And if it comes down to a close game, that's when I'm going to get nervous with it. But let's cross that bridge if they make it close in the fourth quarter. But really, I'm looking to see the rotations. Is, is there a big change or are we just going to go through the motions? And is there going to be no accountability for just bad mistakes that shouldn't happen that have been happening all season long? So this game, I'm watching Stan Van Gundy, I think, more than anything else. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Hopefully that gave you a little bit more insight into the three-point shooting and the overall offense for this team, particularly in clutch situations. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star review with a comment. Really helps more than you know. It takes like 30 seconds to do if you want to pump up the show and drown out some of that national media talk around Zion Williamson. Leaving good reviews, getting this a little bit higher in the iTunes charts and all of the podcast charts is always a good way to go about doing it. So take the 30 seconds, leave a five-star review with a comment. But as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.